Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I'm excited to be hosting today's episodes, and today I am joined by my dear friends, Gina. Hey. Joe. What's up, Kim? Hi, Joe. And our friend Trevor, who is the phenomenal audio technician behind the scenes. Hello. Zoom hands, zoom hands, zoom hands. Oh, well, on today's episode, we are going to be diving into summer and seniors, but in the light of what is going on in our nation today and COVID-19 and talking through some different ideas. What are your guys' thought processes, processes, procedures, as you're looking not only to celebrate seniors, but also looking at what summer is going to look like as as you enter back into your environment, whether it be within the building or what it may look like. So as we dive in, I would love to just start with seniors because that has been a hot topic um, within the church world, but also within the school world too. And uh, they're facing a lot of um, disappointment, you know, feeling like they have missed out on a lot of opportunities. And so how can we make this time still special for them, celebrate them, and send them on into their next season of life. So Gina, Joe, I would love to start with you guys and just talk about what are you guys thinking through? What are you guys doing for seniors? Um, So Gina, 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 (laughs) apologize. Gina, I see you're trying to give her a new nickname because it sounds like you're about to say genius because she's about to call wisdom. Um, but Gina, why don't you go ahead and start, um, just talking about seniors? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things I've been thinking about for seniors. One as, um, as for in the multi-site, I sit in the seat where I'm our team leader. So when we have like our weekly staff gatherings, I'm just reminding our team, Hey, what are we doing for seniors? Um, just so that we have cross-campus communication about seniors and that, um, so that's been just one helpful thing is just to make sure that's on our agenda and our radar. And it mostly is because everyone's been thinking about it. Um, but just to like really leverage the creativity and resources of the people around me to, for ideas for seniors. Uh, one of the things that I, um, that we're doing that I just think is really, really cool. And I'm a mom of a senior because I'm that old. <laughs> I'm that old. I have a senior in my home. Uh, this Sunday is like a senior Sunday and all the seniors and eighth graders are getting a meal delivered to them. Um, that's and that's awesome. something a local church, uh, one of my friends uh, was telling me about and a local church is doing. My son does not go to my youth group um, because <laughs> there's a lot of good reasons for that. Uh, but when we first moved to Michigan, he started in a life group at Mars Hill Bible Church. And, um, and then I had changed jobs in between. And he just had such great community there that he's been there and with the same leader since sixth grade. And now he's a senior. So that's been pretty cool. So but senior night is they're getting dinner delivered. They get to pick dinners coming on Sunday night and a stack of cards from small group leaders is accompanying that in the mail timed around the same time that we'll probably get that like Saturday and then um, having different influential people send uh, little videos that we're going to show on our Apple TV. So I think that's just going to be really cool. And then for the seniors, like also in our church, uh, we created a video that's like a word from a pastor from the different pastors and different youth leaders. And we personally sent that video to all of our seniors. Um, So just thinking through like, what are the personal touches you could do 
through video? What are like gifts or presents or dinners? Um, and then what are, how can you also encourage parents? Cause you guys, it's the moms that are crying. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> very, very true. Uh, yeah, you know, as we've learned with students in general, you know, there's been an assumption at times like for seniors that, you know, they're, they're sad about this or they're, but some are, and some aren't, and some are confused and some feel absolutely fine. And probably most are frustrated because they just want to be out of their house and, and so on. But to Gina's point, a lot of that lamenting is definitely for uh, for parents, especially a parent who this was their first senior, and this is that that first milestone even for for them to to celebrate. You know their their end of really childhood. You think through our friends at Orange, and it's all about up until the age of eighteen, and they graduate. Although they and us all attest to discipleship still occurring after that, but that's definitely a milestone into adulthood and one that we want to celebrate and celebrate well. I I think through there's a few things for seniors. One, I, I think it's important for us to see the value that we have currently in this season to continue to shepherd and pastor them and do what we've been trying to do in their lives, whether we've been present for four years, seven years, two years um, as their, their staff. And that is to help them discern uh, the will of God and how the, the, the word of God applies to, to their life, how the timeless truth of scripture applies to, to their life. And this season, uh, albeit different in every way, we can rejoice in the truth of scripture that heaven and earth will fade away, but the word of the Lord will remain. So how does the word of the Lord apply to this season for our seniors and how are we helping them process it? One of the things that we've been doing uh, at, at our church is uh, at Woodside has been uh, a senior specific grade group and opportunity campuses have done this in different ways, but really for guys and girls to come together, kind of create that medium space because they've still been meeting in their small groups uh, via video chat and everything. But to have that space for them as a senior community to be able to, to share what God's teaching them, to, to lament together, so to say, to celebrate, uh, to encourage one another. And so, uh, and for myself and our other staff to, uh, help them process. And again, point them back to the truth of scripture and what God's revealing in them. I think one of the things that's come out of that is actually in some regards, something that we generally see with a college freshman to begin with. And that is, you know, as a college freshman, a lot of them are moving into an environment. They're all pretty much moving to environment, even if they're staying at home, where now they have a high amount of freedom and a low amount of accountability. Even if you had the quote, cool parents uh, in high school, you still had a low amount of freedom because you're not 18, you're not out on your own, and you had a high amount of accountability. You're walking into mom and dad's house still, you know, every Friday night or Saturday night. And, you know, that, that dynamic of freedom and accountability really is where you see some students um, suffer uh, and some students thrive when they go to college. And we're kind of seeing that a little bit now. Some of my more relaxed, chill, go with the flow students who um, have now been told, hey, you're at home constantly, have have suffered because like, I really need structure and discipline. I really need accountability. I didn't realize how much I actually needed the structure that being in school for eight hours a day applied. Principal lesson for them to learn there, like because when you're in college, nobody cares if you show up to class. Your professor doesn't care. As long as you pay the credits, you know, some some do, but you know, that's the kind of thing with college. 
show up, don't show up, you're paying regardless. And so for them to even see the lesson now, all right, what is the structure that you need, the discipline that you need when you are going away to school this fall or whatever that might look like? Uh, and, and for those who are highly structured, Okay, cool. What's some good principles that you can put in place? Or how are you still spending that time um, in community or finding rest uh, as opposed to just feeling like you have to fill up every hour of your day? And so many other principal lessons like that. And, and again, the thing that we've been trying to push them towards uh, all throughout their time in student ministries, but especially in this season, is the importance of staying connected to a Christ-centered community. So... Uh, how are, how have they been intentional in doing so? Hey, it's been a lot harder when your group's not always meeting rhythmically at the same time, or um, you've had to put a little bit more of intention or effort or mom and dad's not dropping you off. So I think that's an imp important thing for our seniors on the principal end. On the practical end, um, I'll offer two, two quick things. Uh, in addition to what Gina said, because Gina, what you just shared, and, and you shared it with me last week when we were on a call with some of our fellow uh, student pastors from, from Michigan, uh, I think for some of you, man, that sounds so daunting, and we usually celebrate our seniors mid-May or beginning of June, and how am I going to put together a meal thing and a video thing and finances and resources are such a, a pressing reality now, uh, you know, to remember Life is going to be like this uh, for a while, and your seniors will, a lot of them will still be in the area until August. You have a little bit of time to put something together still. Uh, a lot of us are still in that swirl of figuring out what our digital programming looks like, making the adjustments for the initial launch and all that stuff, mm -hmm. catching our breath, and have just begun to think about what we're going to do for our seniors in some way. You have some time. But maybe now it's even, you know, for us, I've been thinking, let's, we need to do something now, maybe, maybe quick, um, maybe, but, but intentional um, and, and plan for being able to do something when maybe we're in phase one or phase two um, of reopening come July that allows us some greater freedom, a physical presence perhaps, but uh, don't, don't lose heart. You have time. The other practical thing that we've done is that, uh, again, I know our context is different as for those who are listening for how you may transition your seniors up. For our graduating seniors, there are some experiences that they we still allow them to be a part of. And one of those experiences is uh, our mission trips. But our mission trips have pretty much all been canceled. So what we have done for our spring break uh, mission trips were canceled and our summer ones, uh, for any graduating senior, uh, they are invited to come back next year and be a part of uh, a mission trip. Doesn't have to be the exact same one, but they are invited to come back and be a part of a mission trip. I'm excited because it gives them that opportunity to, to follow that passion God put on their heart by serving him in such a way. And now we can see what it's like to bring college freshmen onto a student ministry mission trip. And these are students that, again, we were talking about sending to Uganda. So I have no real concern about bringing them back next year as, you know, there's parameters you put in place and following back up with them and whatnot, how they're doing, how they're staying connected, how they're growing in their faith. Um, but then to even treat them a little differently. What does the role look like for now a college freshman who's a part of this trip? So 
one principal sings, two practical sings, but I won't give you a poem this time around. I'll let us just go to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) Gina, Joe, I appreciate your insight on that. It sounds like you guys are looking for intentional ways to celebrate the seniors and helping them process this time, but also celebrate them. And you're also looking to encourage the parents because the parents are also, you know, transitioning and changes are coming with this time as they're graduating and wanting to make sure we support them great too. And Joe, I appreciate appreciate those, um, that principle and those two practical things. Um, and Gina, what you guys are doing, um, and what, uh, the church is also doing for your son too, during this time, that sounds like an amazing outreach, um, as they launch into this next season. But speaking of seasons, we, we also have summer coming. And so what does summer look like on the horizon as you guys are thinking through planning? Because most, I would say, probably had at least a sketch down of what summer was going to look like, right? And now we've got to erase that. So what does it look like now? Yeah, so I think it's important. I was listening to the, uh, one of Craig Rochelle's, I think it was his most recent episode as to when we're recording this one about um, leading in a crisis. And, and what he said is that you have to plan short term, you have to think long term. And to, to, as opposed to thinking like, hey, in July, it's going to be this, you can plan for in July that it might be this. Um, you know, so that way you're not always having to, uh, you know, this is always going to be a fluid thing. So, um, you know, for us in regard to what summer programming is going to look like, I think a, a big portion of it is going to look very similar to that which we're still still doing. And another uh, episode that we're planning to record, kind of in this little series of focusing on different topics for, for Corona, that's going to be kind of one of the questions we ask um, or have you guys consider is going to be what are your gatherings going to look like and not just what they're going to look, how they're going to feel. How's it going to feel for a student to enter into that? So that's been a big part of our process is uh, what is the experience going to be like for a student who's returning and, hey, you have to be six feet apart or you're, you're wearing a mask and there's not a hangout time and, and all of this. And so uh, I will say that similar to our graduated seniors and uh, a big part of what we do and, and Gina and, and, and Harvard Church does the exact same, uh, a similar thing is, uh, is Hope Week. And you guys have heard us talk about this. If it's your first time listening, it's a huge part of what we do at Woodside. And it's a week long um, kind of mix of a camp and a mission trip um, and which we serve locally. And uh, it's something that generally our graduated seniors are only a part of if they're a small group leader and they work with our middle school students. But so that means for our juniors this summer, this hope week would have been their last hope week. And the same thing, we're going to invite them to come back next summer uh, and be a part of hope week. Now, um, if you're one of my students and you happen to be listening to this podcast, one text me right now, I'll send you a Starbucks gift card or whatever, because the fact that you're listening to a multi-site student ministry podcast as a high school student is impressive. <laughs> um, but we haven't officially canceled it yet. Uh, it's trending that way. And, and my, my thought is, man, I, I want to do something. Um, I don't want to not do something. But a big part of this, and Kim, you and I have been in the same line of this when it's come to retreats, when it's come to Hope Week and everything. We don't want it to not be what it's meant to be. We don't want to damage the integrity of what we're doing. And so I think there's a lot of people out there who are 
talking about um, doing, you know, digital camps and digital conferences. And, and uh, there's definitely a place for them. And I asked Gina a little bit about that before we hopped on here and I'll let her share her thoughts on it. Uh, but, but I, I think it's going to be my focus for this is going to this summer is going to be continuing to maintain healthy discipleship, Christ-centered relationships between leaders and students. Um, and for my role, looking to shepherd students well, shepherd staff well, shepherd leaders well, and and realizing that's going to be fluid um, and really set us up the best we can for what's next. How can I take, and how can this team take the, the time? Because um, we might not be doing a Wednesday night, summer nights programming and across the campuses too, and have better leaders training, have better resources for parents, have better digital content that doesn't just exist in the season of COVID-19, but it exists beyond that. How can we begin creating rhythms and disciplines this summer as a staff um, and as interns and down the line that really continue to allow this new season of ministry to be effective, of, of just impacting uh, souls for the gospel and sustainable, you know, as we go, we move on. Um, I don't want our YouTube channel to become a, a graveyard come October uh, because there's just no content on there because now we're just back into the throes of regular programming. So that's my two cents on summer. Yeah. I know for a lot of churches, summer is a lot of those milestone moments where you're moving fifth graders into uh, middle school ministry or sixth graders, depending on how you do it. Um, and high school, you know, high school to college. Uh, there's just a lot of those milestone moments that have been paused or just look differently. Um, so I've also been looking into, um, I think it's Azer and company, if I said it right, um, April Diaz has these rites of passage experiences that can be done, um, whether it's a small group leader with a group of eighth graders or be done at home, a parent and, a, and their eighth grader or high school senior. Uh, so that's just what are some resources we can put into the hands of leaders and parents to maybe still have experiences, but they just look a little different. Um, and then the other thing we're thinking about is uh, what are schools doing? If schools are not meeting, if sports are not happening, that's a good cue on whether or not having an event is good news for your students and your volunteers. And just really paying attention to what other organizations, especially schools are doing um, in terms of like, can we start doing any gatherings? Um, and then what does it look like to maybe have an A, B, and C option for something? Like here's here we've set the table. Here are three different ways students could possibly be gathering, whether here's a gathering that's online, because some parents are not going to let their kids do meet together in large groups or, or even smaller groups. So here's option A, a virtual one. Here's um, a smaller one. It's a backyard and there's lawn chairs spaced apart and there's a bonfire or whatever. Um, or give a volunteer another option of we're going to go serve and here's how that's going to look. And we've thought through the safety and the protocol and the gloves and mask, and it's going to be a smaller group of kids that maybe get dropped off somewhere. Um, but it's like taking it one day at a time. Our students have lost so much. We don't want to make promises and then, oops, sorry, we can't. So we're also going real slow. I think that's, uh, that, that's so, that's so wise. I, and I love what you said there. Cause uh, it made me think two things. One, I was on the, phone yesterday with our, our central kids director talking about the fifth to sixth grade transition and it's, it's the same heart you know looking to make that more of a digital experience 
engaging the parents, engaging the students. And I'm excited about it because I think it's going to make it more effective because it will probably be three 10 minute chunks as opposed to one hour and a half chunk in person. Um, and, and it's be sustainable beyond that in regards to um, being able to be used at, at other seasons. And so to kind of be forced to think innovatively uh, and have that space to do so. Also, I think, Jeannie, your, your, your um, thought about schools is so important uh, because it's, you know, thinking through, hey, some of your, your students, they're not going to have a football season this September, October. Um, they, they might be back in school, but they might not have a football season or, or volleyball season because timeline, they're not able to get into football practice or football camp or anything like that. And now it's October and, you know, for Michigan and for a lot of states, they're not going to have a season. It's the problem that like the NFL has, they might, they're talking about, do you push back a season? So people have time to prepare and everything. And that does trickle down. So for us, again, as opposed to taking too much time and energy and effort to force something to happen, you know, in the next month and a half, let's think about the reality now that we kind of see a little bit clearer how this thing is a little bit fleshing out um, to be able to say, all right, well, if it's October and the football season's been canceled, but we're able to kind of gather and we've got 50 or so students here and I've got more students showing up. How am I engaging with the school and how am I engaging with those students who now they weren't showing up in October, but now they can. Uh, what are going to be some new opportunities that come from things not being able to happen anymore? And so um, I don't have a full answer there, but I'm, that's definitely giving me something to, to think about. And something I think applies across multi-site campuses, regardless of where you're at, there's going to be unique opportunities for each one of your campuses to really partner well with schools and really make the most out of opportunities um, to see how they're responding to the situation. So That's great, Gene and Joe. Appreciate your guys' insight um, looking at summer and seniors from that multi-site lens, but also practically at each campus. And, um, you know, just some different practical tips you guys gave was uh, were, excuse me, were um, just making sure that, hey, you're setting uh, the seniors best up for transition um, and what that looks like in the next season. Um, you're thinking about how you're celebrating them, but also remembering that because of COVID-19, because of our state, you have time. So don't stress. And also lean on um, your other staff, other um, student ministry guys and gals on your team um, and work together as a multi-site unit in that, um, but also lean on your volunteers, leaders, and parents too, um, as you encourage them and um, support those senior parents um, during this tougher season, um, but also an exciting season because their seniors are graduating. And so thank you guys for this great conversation today. I hope um, you listening were able to take something from it, um, but we also know that we don't have all the answers, all the best ideas. So if you have something that you and your church, your multi-site church or um, your church that is doing it on your own, um, have something that you would like to share with us, please hit us up on Instagram at multi-multi-podcast. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to um, just talk more about multi-site student ministry. Well, that is it, folks. Hope you have a great day. Goodbye from us. Bye. Bye.